It's the Friday Press Box on the run home. Yes, and delighted to have a, a triple hosted show really here with the Run Home's part-time Run Home host Sam Ackerman joining us for the Friday Press Box. Uh, of course, long-time journalist as well. Sam, thank you so much for your time along with Stephen Donald on our panel. So let's start with the cricket, shall we? The Black Caps, absolutely outstanding. Sam, did you stay up for it and did you see it coming? I, I didn't see it coming. Uh, I stayed up for the first innings because I've, uh, Kim, uh, when you've got three kids and it's school holidays, <laughs> you pace yourself. It's all great game in the morning. It's been, it was, it's been brutal. We're getting towards the end of the two week stretch. Forget about a World Cup trip. Forget about, you know, you're pacing yourself over the course of seven weeks. If you really want to know your endurance, have three kids at home for two weeks straight and see how you survive. I know Beeve's got my back here when he's in the country at least. <laughs> but uh, look, I, I watched the first innings uh, and I thought I was really thoroughly impressed with the way that the uh, the Black Cats choked the life out of the tail there to, to concede uh, just you know such a, a minimal amount of runs in those last, what, 12, 14 overs was pretty mm. impressive. And I, I thought, okay, maybe they're in with a shout here. Starting to fade, head to bed, just look at the phone quickly, see the uh, Will Young dismissal. I think, oh, no. Wake up and un- unbelievable, quickly uh, knocked into the highlights. Staggering. Staggering, I think, is a perfect word to describe it. Uh, just when it comes to the three kids stretch as opposed to, say, a, a World Cup stretch, I assume the three kids also come with croissants every morning. Sam? Uh, croissants isn't the uh, the exact phrase. Um, <laughs> sometimes, it start, sometimes it starts with C, but I don't know. <laughs> um, and Beef, it, it does bring up quite an interesting point because, of course, Rajan Ravindra, uh, he's in there ostensibly covering Kane at the moment. Current form, how do you leave him out of your 11? But if you can't oh, leave yeah. him out, who drops out for him? Well, it's you don't. Yeah, simply he won't be left out from now on. It's um, as uh, as Ian Smith joked on the call last night. Uh, how would you feel if you're Will Young right now, watching that unfold? Um, so, I mean, it's probably him or Chapman, isn't it? Mm. Um, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna miss out. And going off last night alone, isn't it just the easiest thing? You saw how well those two bat together. The fact that essentially they were in opening anyway last night there's a fair case to just say right you just go one up and Kane comes in at three but then is Will Young Sam Ackerman being given enough of a chance I mean that's no. that's what he yeah he had a he, he he was bad last night but I mean come on no look Will Young has worked his way into that position he's been the plan they've spent a lot of mm. time uh, I don't call it a project but they have put a lot of effort into making him an opener and he's Produced results. He's got some great scores. Yep, the trip against Bangladesh was hardly um, the the greatest litmus test of all time. But um, in the series against Pakistan, series against England as well, he had some good knocks in there too. I think he's been invested in, and they wouldn't have dropped him for a duck because mm. of that. It was it was a not a great shot, but it's yeah. This is cricket. This mm. that's how it goes. Certainly the way the Black Caps play their cricket as well. Uh, you definitely can't leave Rivendell out. You, can't, you, you just you cannot. But uh, if Kane Williamson uh, is fit and comes back, and I think that uh, what I saw from my my standout for the match, 
outside of Ravindra mm. had had to have been Glenn Phillips with the ball. What a circuit breaker. We had to have him to come by and, and, and grab it. If you get told at the start of the day, you can bowl three overs, you're going to get Root and you're going to get Ali, you'd, you'd be chuffed. So I, I don't know. They were great deliveries too. So I think that puts Chapman under a bit of strain personally. Potentially does. Uh, when we talk unsung heroes, I mean, I tend to leave Mitchell Santner. What about for you, Bev? Uh, I love me a bit of Matt Henry. Um, yep. just, you know, like even when everyone's fit and available, often not even in the conversation, always mm. in the squad. And, and this is on in all forms of cricket. Uh, you got to think, well, I'm talking over the last sort of 10 years, probably as, as far as, or maybe not that far, but not far off. It. And whenever he comes in, Jeezy does a job mm. and, uh, he's just such a, such a reliable performer. I just, I just admire the way he goes about his work. And I do think, I mean, it's, it's a great problem to have, but it is a, something of a predicament as well with Matt Henry because, again, you can't leave him out uh, if they're going to continue trying to bat as deep as they are or that may have been forced by injury. But even if they're not, you assume Matt Henry and Trent Bolt always play. Where does that leave, if, if Lockie Ferguson is fit as well, where does that leave a Lockie Ferguson and a Tim Southey? Are they battling for one spot? Or Anish Sodi? Uh, when you get to some of those more bowling-friendly surfaces. So lots of things to ponder uh, for Gary Stead when it comes to who will play going forward. Stay with us. More from the Press Box after the news. You're listening to The Run Home with Kim and Beeve, thanks to MG Motor NZ Performance Retold with MG4 Electric. It's the Friday Press Box on The Run Home. Yes, and Sam Ackerman is still with us. Right, let's get stuck into the Rugby World Cup, shall we, fellas? Uh, Beeve, we'll start with you. The All Blacks didn't hit the uh, height some predicted of 120 points this morning, but are you still happy? <laughs> Staggering. Uh, yeah, I mean... <laughs> I don't want to say it was it, it was just a game to get through, really. I mean, everything pins on next week. As Stevie Devine said, the last two years has all been focusing on the quarterfinal, and that's going to be the sole judge of where we're at and if we're happy or not. I mean, you can do whatever you want to these Uruguay teams and, and the movies of the world. This is It's next week, isn't it? Mm. It's the be-all and end-all. It is indeed. And, Sam, we've been having quite a bit of chat on this show about Damian McKenzie, uh, Great performance this what morning. What, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Never gets talked about on the run home, weirdly. Um, is he legit for the bigger games for you? Are you putting him in to start Are you or, or leaving him on the bench? What are you doing with him? If you so were, uh, I have Ian a very Foster. different. Ph- I'm sorry, Kim. I've got a very different philosophy <laughs> to Ian Foster. I like to have a bench that I think brings a uh, burst of energy, a burst of excitement, and gives you variety. I think that uh, that Foster's preference, though, is to bring a uh, a side that has continuity, mm. that plays the same way throughout. And I don't think that necessarily having um, those level of game breakers on the bench 
does that for him as well. I mean, to take the decision not to play Roy Gard as the backup halfback against mm. France. But I, I, there's no way I can leave McKenzie or Roy Guide out of my 23 because they can change a game. If you need something in the back pocket, you can come to them to do it. Uh, so I, I know the uh, the argument of having too many 10 slash 15 um, versatility and, and wouldn't you want to have perhaps a, a Fainuku or a, um, a Antoinette Brown, whoever you're going to put into there for that level of versatility. I, I can't leave him out. I, and I, I, yes, he, he has uh, managed to come in and look great against teams that any All Black side should put away. But we've seen him in Super Rugby. We've seen him with opportunities with the All Blacks in the past. I, I, I you know, I'm, I'm not as close to him as Beavers, but I would absolutely have him in my team for a quarterfinal or a knockout game from here on in. When we look at the games to come, obviously all eyes on Ireland, Scotland. Uh, Rassi Erasmus has made some comments, hasn't he, uh, saying oh, he's, he's quite happy with where the South Africans were sitting and he wouldn't really necessarily want to be in Ireland's shoes going into this last game against Scotland, who could technically, uh, mathematically, bottle it enough, bottle it enough uh, to be knocked out Ireland. They still haven't confirmed their place in the quarterfinal beef. Can you see it happening? Can you see Ireland just uh, not making it past Scotland somehow? Well, I don't think it's a case of bottling it. Oh, Scotland's a very good team. And if they'd been in any other group, they would already be in the quarterfinals. Oh, I don't think it's a matter of Ireland having to play poorly. I think if Scotland has a day, they mm. win. They've probably got the best first five you know, in the world, but he's just not behind a pack that gives them the platform that others get. You know, Chuck Finn Russell behind the box, and my word, you're probably looking at, you know, the man of the World Cup. So uh, if they can get some parity up front, if they can get some set-piece ball and then they get some bit of go-forward ball, it wouldn't be a shock at all for Scotland to get up at all for me. And for you, Sam, can you see Scotland getting up when the stakes are this high to potentially get one over the Irish? If the Irish do not make it through to the quarterfinals, it's a complete bottle for me. Yes, Scotland have come. <laughs> they, they have come in such... I'm really impressed with where Scottish rugby is, and I know they've always been a little bit of a, a butt of the joke in, uh, in the context of the uh, the big trips up to, uh, to Europe for teams like the All Blacks, but I've, I've been impressed with them. That said, yes, if, if they're on, they're a chance, but... Ireland, if they're on, they won't be stopped. I know uh, that Beeb's belief in the uh, in the Irish isn't as uh, strong as as others, but <laughs> I, I am I am certainly of the persuasion that they are the world number one team for a reason. They've proven themselves against some very good teams, including the All Blacks, including the Springboks. Uh, so I would be I would be shocked if they uh, if they will to lose it in this high stake a game at this stage against a team that they have got proven track record against. Speaking of the Springboks, Beeve, a uh, two-week break before a quarterfinal, presumably against France, although it's not locked in yet. Uh, how big is that for them? How significant? Uh, it's a dream. It's an absolute dream. Um, to get that sort of break leading into a game, you can plan your week, you can plan your week leading into it knowing full well that you're going to have bodies that are well and truly rested, they're not carrying anything, they're not carrying the bruises mm. from a from a big hit out previously. Even the All Blacks, they fact that they somehow got a Thursday fixture. And I think, is Ireland's one, Ireland's, is, Ireland's Sunday morning, our yep. time? So Assuming that, that must they, be, yeah. Yeah, so that, that's obviously a Saturday night. Um, so that's, that's just a normal rolling through week. The All Blacks, mm. that two or three days that they get, brilliant. But you have a Springboks, 
uh, I don't know if you get a little bit of because you're defending champion, you can pick <laughs> what you lead into the next quarter final is. But uh, yeah, they've been given an absolute card there, no doubt about it. Well, the All Blacks as well, you would think those two or three days could prove yep. very, Huge. very important with Tyrell Lomax uh, and the yep. potential for whether or not he indeed can play this game. Uh, we talk leadership now, Sam. Uh, this was touched on briefly yesterday. When you look at the leaders of the teams in these World Cups at the moment, of the New Zealand teams, which captain is more integral to their team? Sam Kane for the All Blacks or Kane Williamson for the Black Caps? I'm a big Sam Kane uh, fan. I like him as a player. I like him as a leader. But the answer is Kane Williamson. Kane Williamson is, uh, when he plays, you, you watch that team the first time he's out there. Watch the confidence. Watch what he brings. That steadying influence mm. of his, his ability to uh, to pick and choose his moments. I love him in 50 overs. I, I, I think he just he can uh, he can be there and help the the players around them, let them do his thing and pick his shots. I, I think that uh, it's been such a battle for him to get back to. It'll be legitimately inspirational for their team. Mm. Uh, and we've seen the All Blacks perform and have uh, capability without Sam Kane uh, because of the uh, great level of depth we do have within the loose forwards and, and Artie Savier is a great leader too. So bo- both great players, Kane Williamson's the answer. Beeve, what about for you? No, outrageous that Sam would even suggest that Tom Latham won't keep his job. He's just been the defending champions <laughs> with 10 overs up his sleeve. I mean, how how can you not say that it's the new frontier? Uh, no, of not course. Sam Kane um, captaining from the bench, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I'm joking. Uh, King Kane, of course, will carry us to the, uh, the elusive 50 over title. But no, I'm, I've said all along, Sam Kane, be it captain or not, I I struggle to see how we win a quarterfinal, semifinal, final without him. Mm. He's he's a there's a hardness about him, a toughness about him that I don't think we want to be going into these big games without. So uh, for, for um, I guess for a bit of balance, I'll go Sam Kane. And for what it's worth, I would add that in this kind of day and age, I think both teams have probably done quite a good job of having a good leadership group around the captains as well. So not everything is reliant on that one figurehead, figurehead though they may be. Like you say, Tom Latham actually steps up and does a good job where Kane is. Tim Southey is also there for the Black Caps. While you're Artie Southey, you're Sam Whitelocks, all those senior guys step up and help Sam Kane. So it is in, in some ways, I think, more than one man, although who often needs the discussion... Either? Who needs either, actually? You know, yeah, no, no, actually, point, that's, that's a really good point. They might as well both get on the plane back home. No one in stress at all. Uh, both to Tauranga. Both to Tauranga. Yeah, both to Tauranga. Both Title to... town, baby. Title town. <laughs> <laughs> right, Tauranga local, uh, Sam Ackerman. I also wanted to get your thoughts while we're here. The Kiwis uh, squad named yesterday. A couple of big name omissions. Uh, Dela Martinez-Lesniak would have surprised a few. The former captain. Um, uh, now is he potentially getting some surgery but also even if he wasn't would have chosen not to play for the Kiwis this time around that was a real surprise to me Mm. um, that he was uh, I don't blame anyone uh, who's of dual heritage wanting to have uh, those opportunities that's the way rugby league is stacked and the way it works Um, but uh, that was a surprise that he wouldn't be uh, wanting to be part of the Kiwi environment Um, I'm I'm surprised by some of the selections uh, some of the omissions as well, but uh, it's still going to be a good Kiwis team. But I tell you what, the Samoan team is super strong. Mm. That is a great looking side. The, Sa- the Samoan side have picked more Panthers than any of the other nations. That's yeah. what they've got to lean with, the, the, the dominant team. So it is, a, it is a wide open field, especially with Cleary out for the, uh, for the um, Kangaroos as well mm. now.
Now, two in the Kiwi squad from recollection, uh, and this is off the top of my head, so correct me if I'm wrong, two Panthers, no Broncos uh, in that Kiwi squad. Who for you were, were the biggest omissions? Yeah, listen, I don't know whether Jordan Ricky was unavailable. I haven't heard um, yeah. that or not, but I, uh, him not being in the squad was surprising for me. Um, and uh, it's, uh, I, I, it's really hard to tell with these end-of-year uh, situations, uh, Kim, just with the, mm. the scenarios around clubs telling players to rest up or to have, you know, now it's the time for your surgery mm. you've been holding up or, you know, we need to get you right for the off-season. So it's messy. It's always uh, an issue with uh, with rugby league. Um, World Cups are slightly different, but the specific championship was always going to be a, a hard one to pull off. But, yeah, I would have thought Jordan Ricky put himself uh, in, a, in a great position there. And I don't know whether Tamati Martin was available or mm. not, but, um, uh, and I say this respectfully to uh, Fireman Brown, is I would have picked Tamati in that, in that spot uh, over him. He's been part of a, uh, a Kiwis mm. makeup more recently. I think he's versatile. Uh, and I think he'd have uh, the chance to, to make a, a longer-lasting impression. And, Bev, when you see players like Dallin then opting uh, potentially to go and play for Tonga, I mean, we've seen this for a long time with league, right, is that these players, like Sam alluded to there, are uh, going and playing for their home nations uh, as such, if they've got that dual heritage and, and representing the islands. We're increasingly seeing some of that in Union as well, uh, and evidence of that is at this World Cup. Is that something that we need to see more of? In union, yeah, I mean, uh, I just, for me, I just want, particularly union, just to get to a day that you don't even, it's not even a thing we uh, play for the All Blacks and then you go back. Mm. You know, you just straight from there out, and a lot of it, you know, there's no hiding from the th- fact that financial is a massive part of it. Mm. And uh, I remember, and you were probably in the van when I was talking to um, 2019 Spark commentator um, Conrad Smith, who's uh, on plenty of the boards. If, if there was a wave at this big governing body who obviously makes a lot of money out of uh, the big top stuff, could say, right, here's a, here's a set fee for test matches and all 15 nations or 16 nations sitting at the top table get this to give out. Does that change everyone's first instinct mm. you know like do you go play for the Wallabies first as opposed to playing for Tonga or summer or do you just and, and the same with the All Blacks and, and things like that I think ideally that would be where we go I it just be, I just think that would be a more I don't know I, I, I'm, I'm speaking from someone who only ever got to have one option so you know, I was all in on the All Black. I was all in the the All Black dream, to be honest. Hey, you did all right there uh, with the All Black dream. Uh, Ricky, a text in here from Ghost. Ricky is injured, confirmed yep, by New great. Zealand Rugby League. Uh, yep. There as well. Unfortunately, we do have to leave it there. Thank you so much for your time, Sam. Very much appreciate it. To develop tomorrow's champions, rebuild your field of dreams with SENZ and PGG Rights and Turf. Head to the win page on the SENZ website or app for more details and how to enter.